0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk?
1: And Welcome to the NXT 2.0 Tupa- oh! review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Daily Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamplook Michael Sidgwick, here to review last night's episode of NXT 2.0. Tupa- oh. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review NXT 2.0, Tupa- oh, but mm-hmm. also. <laughs> AW <A-W-D-O-B-> Dynamite, <laughs> baby! baby. Uh, as well as pay views and premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions and a round of the week complete with a, bling, a quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, they're joined by Hamflin and Cedric to review NXT, the Ale and the Go Home Show ahead of the Great American Bash.
2: Triple H. <laughs> he's been back like a week and here he is trying to make it a bit drab, trying to make it a bit boring. You have the opportunity to write out a mafioso's sidekick and it's wrapped within like 30 seconds. Of a two hour show and you dare to try and like legitimise that twenty twenty great American Bash with the NXT sticker on it as now this this part of this regular cycle of events. He's been back there like seven days. Tops and look at look at his grubby fingerprints. Look at him trying to normalize this fun that we've been having the last year. So maybe we just need to bring things back into the middle of it. Guys, I like a lot of the ideas you got going on here. Good snap. Good snap in some of this booking, but just uh, tighten things up, tighten the process up. And your nuts is hanging out. <laughs> no, it's, it's supposed to, Paul. Like everyone's nuts hanging out on this show. There's nuts everywhere. Did
3: anybody want to have sex with anybody on this show? Not
2: nearly enough. Not nearly enough. I was very disappointed yeah, by that. Yeah, good point.
3: Though. And there was a a match that went at least five minutes longer than it needed yep. to go. I'm thinking, what the? F-
2: the attempts to legitimise those toy belts that those cowboys came out with before pretty deadly. Rock back up and tried to introduce a bit of pat to the proceedings. The absolute state of this episode of NXT's attempt to be a serious wrestling show. Not here for it. <laughs>
1: well, lots to talk about uh, mm. head, as we head towards the Great American Bash. Uh, and we we'll just... Well, let's start with the the match that opened that uh, was baffling us yesterday. It was uh, Katana Chance and Caden Carter versus Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade. Number one contenders match, which we were baffled by because uh, Roxanne Perez has got an automatic title shot. Subsequently, the main thing I just took from this match was, oh... Good time to be Roxanne Perez because she got the number one contenders uh, shot for the tag titles with Cora Jade here. Spoiler, um, and in her back pocket, she's got another automatic title shot. No, presumably for a singles
2: title. She put
3: it on the line in this match.
2: No, no, this is, uh, this is separate, right? Yeah, that's what well, I took it from the commentators. Say so like, well, you know, she'd already had a title shot with a breakup, but she's got an opportunity tonight to like get a title shot next week. Double bubble. It's a bullseye. That's safe. That's yours. Like that's, right. that's what they seem to. So basically, I, Caden Carter, <laughs> I, I think you might be right. though. it like Caden Carter and Katana chance. No,
1: Wade made a big point of it.
2: Talked uh, Roxanne Perez into getting another title match. Had they not have interrupted last week, she'd only be on one. Yeah. She wouldn't have needed to wrestle tonight and had this match, but she'd have had one. They've basically doubled it up for her. Uh, it's a bit that,
1: like when, when Seth Rollins fought for the title, but also had money in the bank.
2: Yeah, yeah. Edge did it as well. He was the first money in the bank winner, and then he won that Gold Rush tournament.
1: Oh, that yeah. That was what
2: brought him and Lita together. Like they've they've done this before, like spare title shot stuff.
3: I know it brought Edge and Lita together. <laughs> <laughs>
2: cack, cack, puss,
3: cack. my cack, your
1: puss. <laughs>
2: <laughs> see, see, Triple H. we have done on a podcast. Two yeah, minutes. Come Two on. Minutes on, your podcast.
1: Uh, toxic Attraction were watching this match from their... Uh, Perch. Did you see JC Jane dance?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I didn't see this. Oh my god.
3: It was so funny. Popped. It was like kind of like in picture in picture. So you only saw this dot of uh JC Jane taking the mick out of uh, chance and Oh yeah, uh, they, they love Carter. to dance. They love to dance. She did this
2: <laughs> <laughs> so you look like a clown? I like um Katana Chance and uh Kane Carter's L O D, but they're Neon Lights. Yeah, Show the pads things quite, quite like, it's, it, like it's like it's
3: like. WrestleMania.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, save that. Have you got? We haven't got any budget left. We haven't got any money. Seeing the pay here, it's terrible.
1: <laughs> so they go back and forth early on to go to a break. When we come back, uh, Cora gets the hot tag, runs wild on Caden Carter. They fight back, though. They go for that double team finisher of theirs. But uh, Jade trips up Carter and pulls her out of the ring. Uh, and that allows uh, Perez to counter Katana Chance and hit that code red pop rocks finisher of hers. One, two, three. So now Roxanne Perez. Is saving... She's not using it on the same night, is it? She's saving the, the title shot she got from in the breakout tournament. But now, her and Corey Jade are challenging Gigi Doline and JC Jane for the tag titles at the Great American Bash. But, well, you, you've, you've pitched a scenario, haven't you?
2: Well, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, even though I shouldn't. Because I still think, like... This could just be... thing is, this could just be fritted away within a week, right? But right. it appears to me that they might still be booking. So if she has indeed got this spare shot, she's won here. She's won and won and won. Roxanne Perez's form, Cora Jade is not right. So she's won here to get them another title and she's shot. she's great, by the way. And she's really good. Yeah. So it's like it legitimizes the victories, at the fact that she's really good when she's in there as well. So she wins this week. They get a tag title shot. Then let's say they lose it. And then Cora Jade's like... No bother. You've got another one, haven't you? And that Roxanne Perez would be sort of reasonable to be like, well, I do, but the last one didn't go so well. So maybe maybe we support my goals in this case, shall we? And Cora J would be like, all right, fine. And then there's your tension. Maybe. Maybe they're booking. Maybe this is all just silly and it's pointless and it's all going to get fitted away next week. But also, maybe they're booking. Is the, is the title shot a title shot you have
1: to say like, I want to face you? next week or whatever, or is it a uh, cash-in, potentially? I think
2: it's uh, announce it next week. Yeah. Because then, if that if they were going to go down that route, and as again, I'm not like, I'm not applying an AEW level of analysis and thought to this, their long-term storytelling, because they could just eradicate that and say, no, that was your title shot. So Like could mm-hmm. be right. It could just be like, no, that, that was that. We changed our mind. You've and we see it. how many viewers sensible booking gets you on a Friday <laughs> <laughs> You've had it. You've lost it. All women hate each other. Just fall out of a petty route. Fall out of a makeup instead. That's more believable, isn't it? Mm. Forget about title shots. Like, you know, you stole your partner's hair dye. That can be the reason why Ooh. you fall out instead. But if they book that, she says, I want the title shot and it's going to be here. Yeah. And you get to see Cora Jade stew a little bit in the background. I'm going to reference some good NXT booking from Once Upon a Time. I remember when Dakota Kai wasn't picked for the War Games team and then got in at the no last man, minute? And yes. then the turn was pretty cool because it turned out that Tegan Knox should have maybe stuck up for a friend a little bit and it justified that. Maybe that's where some of this is going, if they're booking.
1: What did you make of the match, Sige? Mm, very little. It went on for
3: bloody ages. It think on a while. I think they are trying to have a quote-unquote great TV wrestling match, and I just think it uh, looped structurally. Mm. I was just watching spots where I was like, I've not seen the same variation of this spot. There was some stuff that Chance and Carter were doing in the corner where one of them was doing like a foot stomp or an aerial. So I was like, did I not just see that like mm. literally three minutes ago? It was just a bizarre structure, felt like it was repetitive, going on for a while. There was some very obvious telegraphing going on with Catanzaro, who still isn't a professional wrestler yet, really. Um, athletically dazzling at the things she can do, but she's not becoming a substantive pro wrestler. Um, there was a flying head scissors spot where it's like, What have you just done there? He <laughs> <laughs> kind of jumped on the shoulder. Then fell on your back and the other one did a cartwheel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, what are you doing? What on earth are you doing? Like when, uh, was it in the R-
1: Women's Royal Rumble a few years back when Kelly Kelly came in and Michelle McCool just put her legs on her head and spun <laughs> around a bit. And i went, like, whoa, look what you've done to me. I <laughs> want a
2: big like fish out of water applause moment, but it's not even a fish. It's, and, like, uh, it's, it's
1: a dog. A little bit of, I got a little note of, of heelish tendencies towards the end from Chance and Carter. It certainly seemed to be leaning that way more as we looked on in this show, which makes sense because, you know, it's on a chance known to not stick to the rules necessarily. Um, right, let's move on. The Greeds are backstage uh, when in comes Joe Gacy and his daddy. Um, and say, if uh, Roderick Strong doesn't appreciate your brilliance, I do. Uh, he should join me, sort of thing. And they say, oh, no, we're, we're not drinking that sort of Kool-Aid, thanks. Diamond Mines forever. Um, I like, st- I love Roderick Strong. I'm just willing it nice things to happen to him because he's just mint, obviously, and he's in a tough spot right now. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That's how you arrive. Walks in with uh, Damon Kemp. Says they're the strongest family in NXT. And Gacy says, mm, I'm sensing some hostility here. Uh <laughs> Maybe we can prove otherwise tonight or whatever. And they set up a match for later. I love the dead.
2: The
3: dead. I, I, it's it's woeful.
2: It's the funniest thing. I know it's more about the match this. It's the funniest thing watching them. Slipping into like, functional tag wrestling, isn't it? Like, grabbing an arm and sticking out for the tag. in the know. Like, the dyad cutting the ring in half, like, the revival or something.
1: It's so funny. I got very confused by the finish of that match, but I'm hoping you guys can explain it a little <laughs> bit later. Uh, Toxic Attraction get interviewed. They say they're not impressed by their challenges. Uh, and Mandy says, Roxy better not even think about using that contract to cash in on me. In walks are returning Nikita Lyons, who says she's got her, her eye on uh, Mandy Rose, the NXT Women's Champion. Uh, and Rose says, ooh, you got a bit of a roar or something because of the lions, you get it. Um, I'm queen of the jungle, and I'll face you tonight in the ring. So that's how it's up Sh- another month. Stupid man. wordplay.
3: <laughs> Hacks. I, mean, I hate my life every Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday morning. Like The rest
2: of the week's usually good, but I can't watch this stuff for much longer. It's so bad. It's They're never, ever, Toxic Attraction, they're never given the script or the direction to master their art. that We talk about quite a lot of... You've got to, like, neg your opponent while putting them over at the same time. That never, ever happens with toxic attraction. So win or lose, they think their opponents are absolute trash. So if and when they eventually lose their titles, they'll have been beaten by trash. I
1: I, I saw a thing on WWE.com yesterday when I was looking for notes for the preview. And all the, you know, little 20-second sting that they sometimes hoy on like Raw was just... Is uh, Toxic Attraction? Look at it. What's the the noise? The soundtrack that normally plays within NXT, something like uh, ass ass
2: ass ass titty Kick ass ass. Cat Check Check, board Check that, cat cat titty
1: ass pussy juice. So there was that. There was that. And then it was like, we're not just Toxic Attraction. We're the attraction on NXT 2.0. And I was like, wish you weren't. Anyway, up next was uh, Giovanni Vinci, the man with the best entrance in wrestling today, I think. I love that little <laughs> and <then> the little... I remember the little Benny Vini Vinci uh, bit at the bottom. He was facing and Giro in a style clash. <laughs> um, Vinci dominated this mainly. Go, uh, there was some offense for Giro. He goes for a body slam, does Vinci. Giro slips out and hits, I've written here, jacket-assisted punches. Yeah. Um, but um hang on, wait a second. This merits a full Renee, this. What did you make
2: oh my God.
1: of that tornado DDT that Vinci hit?
2: Like really awesome. Um It was a holy sh chance. Yeah. I know holy shh chance for a headlock.
1: <laughs> but I realised these are seals, but I was like, that it's kinda of merited for once. But
2: he, yeah, he's gotten over here before and he and he can goo. So you This like, guy can goo.
1: I don't know where he's been, but he can goo. Can goo.
2: He's <laughs> really good, but like with respect to him. Sort of a minimum expectations thing here, and like they're the absolute lowest in that NXT room. So there's a lot of stuff that he's going to generate that response as he was doing when Imperium was sort of tearing it up as well. So it's like I really liked a lot of this, but none of it's been a surprise so far. Yeah, it, you know,
1: I really like this. He won with the sit out power bomb in the end, of course.
2: Yeah, stuff looks brutal. It looks great. There was
3: a moment, right? Between the l- the penultimate movie, did and the finish. Do you l- listen to the crowd noise during this? It was mm. the oddest thing. So, what I don't know what movie did before the finish, but like it was impressive because it's Giovanni Vinci. They, for like 10 seconds, played like the, 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 the WrestleMania 3 main event.wav. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it like, ah! It's like so fake and yeah. so obvious. And then it just stopped. And then it was like, well, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's yeah. it, was Vic,
2: it was just odd. The show is so fake. Mm. It's a terrible pandemic hangover, this, isn't it? Yeah. It was one thing when you got, like, there... There was another one later in the show, and I can't remember where it was. smackdown, like, pub hand dryer noise for years on, like... But that was taped, and you kind of need to expect it and stuff. Pub but hand dryer. The fact that they can just incorporate it live so effortlessly now. So, like, a skill that Kevin Dunn learned during the Thunder. It's not a skill. Era. It's obvious yeah. as hell. Pressing mm. a button. It's just,
1: like... Thankfully, you know, they can resist their impulses in WWE, so we won't hear it that much. <laughs> uh, if Vinci wins and says the Great American Bash can't happen without him, so he's probably going to do something next week. Uh, then we got your favorite bit, Hamflet. Uh, Boris Johnson and Jogs uh winning a clip of them winning the uh, UK tag titles. Actually, before that, it was a bit that we actually liked because I'm thinking it's the celebration just in between the, the video and then the actual bit of them coming out. <laughs> Carmelo and Trick Williams are getting interviewed by Mackenzie, uh, and he, they're talking about momentum. And he said, oh, you know, I'm bloody great I am, basically. He lists off all his qualities. Um, and then in the midst of all this, in comes Grayson Bloody Waller, who... Maybe he's got next, because yeah. he beat the guy who was supposed to have next. Anyway, he comes in with a load of basketball memorabilia and stuff. <laughs> he's like, oh, my God. Come, Mello Hayes. Please, can you sign all my stuff? And Mello just falls for it completely. It was on behalf
3: of one of his mates in Australia.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> and he signs stuff. and he this, sign this. Sign this deceptive bit of paper at the bottom. <laughs> we'll come back to this. And he says, uh, uh, you're the man, and walks off. I love this, because we all knew where it was going.
2: I have figured out what I love so much about Grayson Waller. Because initially I just thought it was how funny it was that he was bantering off the bloodline. When, he, when NXT 2.0 started, he was this guy that just didn't hold black and gold NXT in any kind of regard. He had no problem beating up the legends. He just didn't respect it, right? That's not part of his world because his world was well, bungee jumping, speed dating, boxing. He had lots of, he had lots of worlds. but none of the, Yeah, none, none of them were NXT black and gold. Where they've pivoted and where this works so well... Is that he holds this version of edXT in utter contempt? <laughs> yeah. Like Kamala is is the most overact on this show, right? Yeah. By Marley, he kind of floats around almost like on a cloud above all of the rest. And yet, even bec- because he's part of this world, even he like isn't worthy of Grace and Waller's respect. Grace and Waller loses all the time. It doesn't really matter. He looks around. He's like, hang on, I've been about six different things. Everybody is weird. This is lame. And he just will not like. You've got like even like when Bron Breaker and Champa were having their feud, and like Champa was treating it like this. Uh, this is home. Like, don't pay any reverence to this absolute dump. And Grayson Waller won't either, and I like that. I like that he just treats none of these characters with respect. It works. It was one of those things
1: that you've seen a million times, but you're like, here we go again. I love yeah, it, it was alright. <laughs> uh, anyway, out comes uh, Sir Wanks a lot on his mate. Uh, well, wh- uh,
3: when was the last time you shot his dove? Well, it's been a while now. Because I need to see this man do, like, masturbation jokes, and look, I've told people this a million times, right? I am a very, very cynical, miserable, nihilistic gentleman, Mm. right? I honestly think, right, that the existence of a romantic comedy genuinely gives me hope because people gravitate towards people nearly forging a connection or being happy, and I think that genre, as silly as it's sometimes considered, is genuinely a nice thing that has been created and has a thing because people want nice things for people. I want Brooks Jensen to blow his beans up somebody. <laughs> and it's one of the few things that's kind of made me a little bit interested in the show, which I don't watch for wrestling purpose. No, of course oh, not. He's winning the NXT UK tag team
2: titles. That's the last thing I want to see. If he's involved in a romantic comedy, uh, but it's just about him wanking, and like he's been separated from being able to wank and now he can wank again, would that be a beat cute or a rom-com? <laughs>
1: uh... And does he just want a chastity belt?
3: <laughs> <laughs> It would be a rom com to like
1: that pun. Look
2: around, my god, pretty, big. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: yeah, they come out, they do the whole ah, new, and new. Trying to
3: think of like wank things with
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: like wank references in the Four names. wanks in a funeral? Yeah, yeah, yeah stuff right. like that, stuff like that. <laughs> Failure to come. <laughs> because, he's <got laughs> because he's got like the cast on and he's. It's Glo- it's Glove
1: actually. Very Glove good. actually. 51st wanks. <laughs> Keep it going on Twitter at what culture WWE. We won't tell anyone else in the office and they'll all get
2: really confused. <laughs> at what culture WWE? Tag the whole thing. How <laughs> are we getting?
1: Don't know
3: when Harry met his own cack.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag rom
1: Harry met pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> our day ruined. Uh, speaking of things that were ruined, this bloody promo. Um, <laughs> they say they crossed the crossed the continents. They fought the best the UK had to offer. Uh, and they, they, they won the titles in a USA chant. And uh, they say, look, we know injuries are part of the game. Apparently one of their opponents got injured. Uh, and uh, they're going to get a rematch whenever the people come back. Um, what was this? What? What have you just said? The new tag champs. The people that they beat. I don't know who they were, but um, one of them apparently was injured. Uh, yeah. uh, Jensen says that he uh, b- b- talks about Briggs seeing potential in him. and He tells him, uh, thanks for picking me. <laughs> These two losers just started hanging out together, didn't they? I didn't <laughs> think it was like, you know, Sanger mentoring someone or something. <laughs> uh, and they hug, and uh, Briggs says he's so proud of Jensen. Uh, there's only one thing left to do now they've got tag team titles. Let's drink some beer, says oh. Fallon Henley. Uh, thankfully, here comes Pretty deadly um, to say that these titles that were once gorgeous, they held them for like 200-odd days. Uh, they've been spoiled by the hands of American trailer trash. Uh, the belts probably smell now. Um, but Jen says, the only thing I can smell is an Alabama ass-whipping. Um They say, Elton says that they don't deserve the titles. They've lowered the bar, the prestige that they deserve. How to lose an arm in 10 days. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We should have the titles. We can, you know, give them the legitimacy they deserve. Briggs tells the, quote, Zoolander Twins to shut up. We know about the lineage of the titles. Uh, There's a lot of good teams that have held these titles, but you're not one of them. Um, Briggs says, we're fighting champions in NXT UK and here, so we can either talk or fight. Actually, we'll make the choice for you. Big brawl, they send pretty deadly to the outside. You, your face tells me you weren't a fan of this. I
2: thought this was absolutely awful. The polar opposite of Grayson Waller, there's a guy that doesn't respect any of this. Here's two complete losers that respect it far too much. They come out with these toy belts from a fictional company, pretending like they've done anything right, and talk as if like last night was the main event of WrestleMania and this is the post-WrestleMania Raw like, uh, His Hand Friday. <laughs> Just, it, it, like, scarcely believable dialogue. Uh, rotten scripting. Two caricatures. These lame cowboy, like, Bret Hart. Let's talk about Bret Hart. He didn't want to be Cowboy Bret Hart because he had an idea of what a cowboy was supposed to be. Mm. And he didn't want to pay the concept of that disrespect. Hangman Page has modernized what it is to be a cowboy and what it is to be like a real man in mm-hmm. 2022. Man. And it's really cool. These two complete losers, these fake phony losers and their fake phony loser belts. Thank God for a pretty daily Yes Boy out. Yes, yes Boy! just adding just a tiny bit of flavor and charisma to this flat, flavorless Manhattan of a <laughs> I I just cannot stand them
3: i just, cannot stand him. I just want Brooks Jensen to get his hole. Like, oh, oh, come on. It's been a
2: while now. It's been so long. At least do a Sammy and come on the belt.
1: My best friend's wanking. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wanking crashes.
1: A <laughs> uh, little vignette for Bron Breaker talking about how NXT's his life. has highlights of him just You've got ass. arthritis,
3: instead of if you've got milk. He's been jacking <laughs> it
1: too much. He's going to prove every week why he's earned the title. Uh, and then this was the bit with uh, Caden and Katana getting pissed off backstage. And then someone... Wang hog day because, you know, <laughs> he's had his own hog. I molesting himself. Uh, yeah, someone, someone had a pop at him and Caden
2: yelled at him backstage, basically. Do you think they're turning them? Probably. Um, the kind of wasn't the setup last week. If that wasn't for them to be turning heel... Is that what they think babyfaces should speak like? Oh, isn't it sweet? Because I did go back and watch that segment. news were furious with. Yeah, they've got to be turning. Selling a little or a lot?
0: 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash
1: host. Uh, Then we got a, oh, the Indy Hartwell. uh, What was the phrase that they used? Kiana James using her smarts, basically. Uh, She's going to crunch her numbers. That was it. Thank you. Uh, And uh, you called this one. Uh, there was, uh, you know, mostly offence from Indy Hartwell here, being the veteran that she is. Um, I love you, Hand. Yeah. You, <laughs> got a best friend already. Hartwell goes for a, a flying elbow drop, but James rolls out the way. Hartwell sort of crashes and burns. And then Kiana James, uh, she's using her swipe, uh to w- get the win. She rolls her up and just gets her foot on the bottom rope for leverage. It's right, <laughs> like tippy-toes on the bottom row. It's almost yeah. as
2: if it didn't have any effect. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you called this Hamlet.
2: Well, they think Indy Hartwell is a loser because um, her husband's not around anymore. It's a deep-rooted thing. Like, she's got nothing in her goddamn pathetic life anymore because she's not having sex. <laughs> like, the things that validate you in NXT are... Three months like, of marriage is the last. Better go to the woods. <laughs> <laughs>
1: 500 wanks of summer? (laughs) How many days of summer? 500. I don't know what you're working at there.
2: There's only 365 days in a year, so five fingers days of summer. (laughs) Uh, The match was rubbish as well. So, like, imagine being on a losing streak where your matches are bad as well.
1: She's not on a losing streak. You keep saying she's on a losing streak. She won last week.
2: Oh, yeah. See, I missed this one week, didn't I? Yeah. That's, why. that's why I was the only one that thought she was going to get beat. Because I missed the week there. Man, you not
1: watch WrestleMania 30. I take a streak's going pretty well. <laughs> I missed the week where she turned it around. Yeah. No, it didn't turn it around. Forget that. Right. But, yes.
2: She talked. <sighs> Whole thing good. sucked.
1: that's was good for India, yeah. yeah. Snotting
2: Hill? <laughs> God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. Right, let's get serious. <laughs> we, we can't, we can't be laughing at this bit because there's been there has been a moira. There has
2: been an awful lot of moida.
1: Tony D and. Uh, it's text. Uh, <laughs> they're on a bridge overlooking a river. He hears something very big get dumped in the water, and Tony's got a watch, two dimes as watch, and his jacket there, and he, he holds them up and he looks at them and he says, "I give you the word and what do you do?" You make a move for my chair. You broke my heart. My guess is now, he's sleeping with the fishes. You stupid mother. And he throws <laughs> the watch you actually in. swear here? Yeah. No, he, he, he saved himself by throwing the, the watch. He distracted himself from effing and jeffing, I think, basically. Throws the watch into the river. His phone rings. It's Santos, who says, Hello? Am I talking to the new North American champion, Tony D'Angelo? All you needed here was a, (laughs) nat. When Tony says, yeah, that's real funny wise guy. And Santos laughs and Tony throws his phone in the river and says, I've had it with this guy. I'm done with him. Problems for the family. (laughs) The wrath of Tony D. (laughs) Tony
2: D'Angelo is the best, yeah. Is raging with the thing that he wanted to happen and earned by winning a match. At no point since winning the match has this prize of his Gone well. Why can WWE never do this? Like,
1: they don't... Just do it for a bit, and then, if you want to, you know, take it down from the inside.
2: This formula never, ever makes sense, and they do it over and over again because they really like the first bit. They really, like, wrestling, actually, I've got to be, like, fair here. What was the AEW one that they just forgot about? You're going to be Miro's butler or something like like that. Wrestling loves the idea of that stipulation in the match, and, oh, no, the reaction after the fact. And then it's like, right, well, How are we going to follow up? Can't be asked. We've got to make the wrestle look like a bit of a subservient <laughs> dickhead. <here. laughs> Can't be asked. We don't that. really want
3: to do that with Orange Castillo or Santos Escobar. It's just it's like Taylor's all time. It's—it's it's it's, always rubbish. This it just completely undermines the stip. Do the thing you are contractually obliged to do now following the result of this wrestling match. No. <laughs> it's yeah. Okay, we'll have to have a wrestling match then. Okay, so it's what my job.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it gets me out of something that I didn't want to do anyway. It's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like, yeah. If WWE did the departed, they just be like Hey, say you by its prop under the now? departed. <laughs> Wicked pisser. Um <laughs> Yeah, they just both <laughs> they both be like, yeah, I'm a I'm uh undercover. Yeah I'm a, I'm actually with the mafia and I'm actually undercover undercover co-op. But it'd be like a 10-minute film, basically. There you go.
2: Yeah, that was easy. Ever since Santos lost, he's had Tony D'Angelo's number. Like, at this point, uh, I want another match. I want to get out of the situation I got you into. (laughs) Like, it's Santos Escobar was kind of having problems with Tony D'Angelo before he lost his rights and privileges and joined the family. Ever since then, he's had the better of him every single week. Um, Sige, I've heard of a a one-man show.
1: I've never heard of a one-dead-man show. <laughs> the Undertaker's uh, SummerSlam thing was advertised next. Excited for that? No. What are you more excited for, that or Ric Flair's last match?
3: We can't talk about Ric Flair's last match, so I'm not going to. Fair enough. In <laughs> any way, shape, or form. The Undertaker's one-man show. Dead man show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he is the most miserable, charisma-bereft,
1: owl twat going. That Even was, I didn't buy weight, saying oh. I've heard some of his stories in the locker room.
2: I made uh, Molina cry on the stand. <laughs>
3: What's the deal with uh, women in wrestling? <laughs> Getting all emotional
2: and such.
3: need to be put in their place.
2: What's the deal with not being able to emotionally adjust to life after retirement? Seen this? You heard about this?
1: I'd <laughs> oh. <laughs> love it if you said you'd seen this, you heard about this. What's the deal
3: with the, uh, who killed my parents? Because I've forgotten. <laughs> yeah, it's so complicated. It's Might stupid. have been my
2: brother. Might have been me. I don't it know. it was
3: Ratcon because we're <laughs> <laughs> like, hacks. Can you imagine him, like,
2: <laughs> like relatable content? Nothing worse than uh, the pain of getting a neck tattoo removed. Am I right, guys? <laughs> like,
3: so. <laughs> One dead man show,
2: except he's obviously going
3: to have a a host drawing blood from a stone just to get anything out of this miserable old prick. One dead crowd show. Can you imagine him just doing it and, like, fielding questions and just, like, talking? I know he's cut promos before, but they're all rubbish.
1: (laughs) So what's he actually going to say? That moment when you're in the middle of the desert with the big show and... uh, (laughs) That's the thing, like, usually, like, we see footage of, like,
3: Chris Jericho on these things, and he's incredibly, like, self-deprecating, because he knows, like, he's a very arrogant guy, but to his credit, Jericho knows when something's bombed, and he'll lean into it, yeah. and, like, own the room, and it's like, all right, guys, this stuff sucked as well. Like, Undertaker was asked, like, what do you think the all-time greatest wrestling storyline is? He went, me and Kane. <laughs> he said, me and Kane this has to be the best. So, like, if you're doing this thing where it's, like, a bit of a candid glimpse with, like, you know, a rude. I guess... So it's always probably a bit stupid, a bit silly. He's like, uh, "What were your thoughts when uh, you know you did that stupid angle where you hung the big boss man at WrestleMania 15? Undertaker, it was cool. <laughs> it was dark, you know.
2: Boomtown, boom You know that was where I was at the time. Yeah, but Mick Foley was like wrote a couple of funny books. Had like some real charm and some wit in his promos. You ever see a stand-up? Oh, my God, it was terrible. Oh. My no. wife's got some big titties. <laughs> <guys>. <laughs> that was it. Like Mick Foley, like, popping the boys backstage. He loves
3: it. He has the <laughs> Will Porter's popping. You never
2: know, record it on your phone, did you? Like, uh, Mick Foley being, like, the funny guy popping the boys backstage. Is who couldn't nobody. in like, uh, Kane and Valvinas were so clever like, after the matches. <laughs> like, that's uh, it's just things in that locker room make sense to wrestlers and wrestlers alone. Yeah.
1: Anyway, uh, back to 2.0. Wesley caught a, a promo saying he was pouring his heart out and uh, burying his soul last week. Wesley D'Angelo. And Trick Tri- Tri- Williams bloody ruined it. Uh, Trick says uh, wearing his heart on his sleeve makes him soft. Or he says Trick Tri- thinks that he thinks that, regardless, uh, it makes him stronger. They're going to fight a great American bash. And then it was time for Diamond Mine versus Joe Gacy and his daddy. Um, they wrestled through <laughs> a commercial break. Brutus gets... Oh, actually, I think this might have been before the break. Uh, Julius Creed got put in a front face lock by one of the... And he just put him in a suplex and stood up. And I was like, well, that's the best move of the night. Um. Yeah. um it, 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 there's a bit where Gacy and the other... Try to get involved in all diamond mine, triple suplex. Triple magic. <laughs> triple suplex and take us to a break. God oh,
2: do it, haven't they?
1: They uh, chop block Brutus Creed's uh, knee after the break to take control. Uh, Also, another fantastic spot, what I call the Clockwork Orange spot, where Joe Gacy does his weird sort of Bray Wyatt-esque upside-down handstand thing in the corner, and they hold one of the guys with their eyes open to (laughs) to look at him. It was great. he can
2: hypnotize people. He can turn people into D.A. do you think they became DS in the first place.
1: Anyway, uh, Julius Creed gets the hot tag, comes in, cleans house, runs wild, and just like he's about, looks like he's about to finish off the match, Roddy Strong tags himself in, and they get into it. There's a yelling match, and Strong's like, get out of fucking ring! Brutus comes in to make the save, because Gacy tries to do that handspring off the ropes thing of his. Uh, Strong's pissed off with him, he's yelling at them. This was the bit that confused me. So, one of the dead is laid out, hasn't he? He's been laid out by Julius Creed. He's recovering, but he's been laid out. Twin magic, as you say, they switch places, and then immediately, blind tag, the guy <laughs> who was meant to be hurt, comes in, and they hit their finisher, double-team spike DDT thing on uh, on Roddy Strong. The Creed's could have made the save, but they're pissed off at him, so they don't bother, and
2: Joe Gacy and his dead win. I, I mean, I don't have an answer for you as to why that finish was stupid. It's because this show's stupid. I was thinking about how... It's well. like a ruse. Well, oh, maybe... Tre- pretend to be injured, who cares? How long before Triple H gets these hoods off? They were yelling for it in the crowd already, weren't they? Just, it's just—it's Who's it going to be? That's my question. It, Who's it going to be? It's, it's, like, it's funny. It's, you watch this match, and it's it was fine. A bit too long. But you're watching it, and I don't know about you, Serge, but like, I'm just thinking, how are they doing it? Like What, what can they and can't they see? Because most of it looks functional enough. And then occasionally, they'll like, lose the grip. On uh, like a bit of an exchange with a rope, and I'm thinking, oh shoot or what? Like, how we restrict? Like, because wrestlers have worn masks forever and that, and that's fine. And I'm sure there's some sort of gimmickry going on, but it's the peripheral vision, isn't it? Yeah, like that hood comes over sometimes, and that's not see through. No, exactly. It's just not. It's some velour or whatever it is. Like how 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 can that how can you do that without there being the odd little mistake here and there? Because connection can only be so. Close. That's one of the last questions that you should be asking when watching a professional. Yeah, of course match. yeah. <laughs> I should not be watching
3: someone who's could be getting like absolutely slapped open palm in the face repeatedly with great force at any point, like adjust their hoods to make sure they can still wrestle. It's an absolute farce. I could watch a, a trios match, right? Where it's Joe Gacy and the D ed right? Mm-hmm. Versus a great Carly. Um, Keep talking. You've got me. Greg Carly, Amos, and... Don Gonzalez. Kurgan. Kurgan, yeah. Different. I sent some dancing's coming. <laughs> <laughs> and in stereo, the three of them, with perfect synchronization, each perform, to the three heels on the outside, a space flying tiger drop. <laughs> And I would still think the match is pretty bad because they're just readjusting their hoods every single time and it's so fake. And I feel sorry for the supernatural heels, the pitiful, it's pathetic. I enjoy it on a perverse basis, but realistically, I know we take the piss, but like these are people's careers and the Grizzly Young Veterans once had a really
1: promising one. Absolutely <laughs> oh, yeah. knackered for the foreseeable future. I mean, to be fair, I could you know, I will say I watched Forbidden Door and I watched NXT 2.0. Really and WWE even more this week, God! Like, yeah. on, on both occasions, I thought, how are they doing that? Just kind of different reasons for, <laughs> for, for thinking that, basically. Anyway, Mello and Trick are heading out the back. Mackenzie catches up with them, asks them about next week and Trick with them. She's like, yeah, I'm going to cave that prick Wesley's head in. And she's like, no, 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 not that one. The title match. And Mello's like, what? You know, the title match you got against Grayson He's like, oh, he bloody got us, didn't he? Oh, when I signed that thing, I signed the contract. Didn't, uh, uh, what's he like? I cannot remember what specifically he said, but
3: Trick Williams did a promo line in total alliteration, and it was the best thing ever here. He's just the best. Put him in the LA Dojo for a year. So you're mastering
2: please. WWE copy. You can kind of get over in a system where nobody gets over. These are all the signs that things might work out for these two. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a title match next week. Uh, and then some... Plebs on the screen telling me that give me the latest on Alba Fire's injury after Lash, Le- uh, Lash Legend attacked her. And she shoves this goof out the way and says that Alba Fire is on the shelf permanently. Um, she doesn't just talk the talk, she walks the walk. She uh, beat
2: Alba Fire last week. then. No, she still lost, but she lost by her afterwards. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. She DQ'd herself.
1: Right. Um, she warns the NXT women's division stay out of her way. Ooh, careful, lad. She's got a talk show. Sound advice. <laughs> it's legitimately sound advice. <laughs> uh, Diamond Minder arguing in the locker room, and in the end, uh, Strong's yelling at them and says, Right, bollocks to this. Next week, me and Kem versus you for the tag titles. It's falling
2: to pieces, this stable. Yeah. Preview for the next Stable week. that's lost everyone. All right. Ivy Nile, double low blow on the uh, creeds next week. Prove <gasps> the goddamn bitch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can never trust a
2: goddamn bitch, can you? Yeah, uh, all women. Uh, then it was
1: a Clash of the Titans. Sanger and Zion Quinn going at it. Someone's O has got... no oh, no, actually. Um, <laughs> a brawl beforehand. Someone's 2 has got to give. <laughs> Uh Quinn's heel, cheap shot in Sanger. Pummels him. Uh, Sanga fights back. Um, Sanga hits a body slam. Goes for an elbow drop, but Quinn rolls out of the way. Comes out of the ropes. Comes off the ropes. Hits an elbow strike, but only gets a one. Sanger gets a million-dollar dream. Sends Zion into the ropes. Knocks him down, body slam. Uh he went I talked to you about this this morning, Hanfler. He's got a thing. So you know the Undertaker when he's about to do the tombstone, he <laughs> does the throats <laughs> uh, thing. that John Cena mimics so perfectly on that build to WrestleMania. <laughs> it looked like an
3: arsehole <laughs> when he did Sanga that.
1: Sanger does like a mm, like an under chin stroke thing. It's a wavy But I part. do like the fact he twirls his mustache after the match. He hit a choke slam and won the match here. It's
2: a wavy version of like him doing a vogue, isn't it? Yeah. Mmm. <laughs> He's also been told to do the like the scary eyes thing, but he's not really got scary eyes, but it's again, it's like he's a giant so he gets given giant stuff, he gets to pay respect to the little guys, he gets to do scary eyes and throat slashes and stuff this match was bad this match was bad. Um, kind of into Sangha in that perverse way that you sometimes into characters in NXT 2.0 but not with real emotion. everything's ironic and that makes me feel a little bit sad because I thought everyth- I thought we were in like a post irony world now where uh, like ironic enjoyment was pointless and futile. And yet that's the only real enjoyment I get from this. This match was
3: terrible. This is piss poor between two super unnatural lummoxes. <laughs> you kind of have no idea what they're doing. And they're never going to get better. And
2: it was just bad. Triple H trying to get a CWC match from like big greenhorns. Like... And, and I'm putting a lot on his shoulders and he's only been back a week or something, but like e- already that it feels to me like the signs are there that he's, like, this is the perfect time for him to, like, assume a bit more control over mm. things. There's probably never been a better period in the last year or so for him to be like, can we listen to a few more of my ideas this week? I've, uh, I, I, know, I know the interim CEO.
1: Yeah. <laughs> now we've got the viewers back. Now Tony <laughs> D's got the viewers back. Uh, also liked, I'm going to skip ahead here because it tickled me so much. So let me just double check. Yeah, Zion Quinn lost this match. Sanger doubled his uh, win record to two now as Sanger. And then later on, there's Solo Sokoa. He's not got next anymore. He's chatting with uh, Apollo Crews. How's he
2: lost next? Like, how's that happened? I oh, don't get started just he lost it in this. a match. Yeah, hey, Grayson Waller beat him. Do not get me started on this. Anyway, But then, then Grayson Waller had to concoct a scheme with a basketball in order to get a contract for a title match. Didn't he just have it already by... Virtue of being Winning the number next. contender. Well, Solo Sokoa
1: technically had next when Cameron Grimes was champion. And Carmelo Hayes said, well, I never agreed to that.
2: <laughs> right. So I, so look,
1: Melo Hayes sort of managed to convince me because it's Melo and yeah. I just love listening to him and Trick Williams, like you say. But what I was going to talk about is, Apollo Cruz is there chatting to Solo co I don't care about that. But in comes Zion Quinn. And he's like, oh, who do you think you bloody are? Look at me. I've run this place around here. And I was like, I watched you lose 10 minutes ago, Zion. He's like, I'm the, I'm the best WWE superstar there is. Cruz just looked at him and was like, you been practicing that, have you? I was thinking, you've been practicing that before you lost 10 minutes ago. Uh, and yeah, the gimmick is, it's official, Apollo Cruz can see into the future. because mm-hmm. he said, uh, you think your future's looking bright? From where I'm looking,
2: doesn't look so good, pal. He's, there's going to be some point where he's going to tell everybody that he's visualized defeating Bron Breaker, and there's nothing Bron Breaker can do about it because the future's already written. Not
1: That's... visualized. He shouldn't lose a match now, ever. If you can see into the future,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. it's the whole gimmick of, you know, supernatural. He can see it,
2: but what if he can't control it? So what if he could see himself we can. losing can,
1: but there's twats up in an alley the other way. No, but if
2: he sees himself losing by a roll-up and then he changes that, then he changes the future. And oh, the future butterfly seen,
1: effect. It? I love it. Jay also, Rind.
3: the Ashton Kutcher film. <laughs> They're like, right, Donnie Darko was a hit. <laughs> Let's do some weird team bollocks and, uh, you know, we all, like, time stuff and uh, do some bollocks, right? I, I, who's hot in telly and, you know, don't have to pay that much? Ashton Kutcher's doing that seventy show. That's making an absolute little wank. And I was, was like, very... as well, wasn't he? Yeah.
1: Really spunked. I was
3: very impressed. And dude
1: wears my tits. Oh, no, do wears my car. Dude sorry. wears my cat.
3: <laughs> I was very impressionable, like... Like when you aspire to be like really pretentious and cool and clever, and I watched a Butterfly Effect. This looks like My um, Street. And I watched it and just thought, patronising guff.
2: Is is exactly. Donnie it's Darko a did a I've bit of a number it. on me as well. Donnie Darko did. That yeah, when well you thought you, uh, I don't think it's aging that well, Donnie Darko. Yet. I want to watch it again because I think it was genuinely really funny. Should yeah. we do a film night? Donnie Darko. Yeah, Donnie Darko and Jackass Jack Jack Four. Jackass Four, then Donny Darko. Yeah, yeah, I swear I haven't seen this online by the way, but I've got to mention it now. Um I bet it's out there. Anybody listening to this podcast now, go and search around Twitter. I promise you I haven't looked for this because it's only just thought about it. L T S T. Somebody would have done a side by side of Roman Reigns speaking to Apollo Cruz and Apollo Crews speaking to Solo Sikoa. Now <gasps> like uh I got some knowledge for somebody oh. you know pretty well. Yes. Okay, sorry, Colin. That will be out there, I'm sure of it.
1: Ready, where it's due.
2: No sorry. way <laughs> it's not.
3: Uh, <laughs> if Apollo Cruz can see into the future. Yeah. He right, okay, well, in this timeline in which I'm in. I'm going to get speared in half and Brom Breaker's going to beat us. What if I just counter the spear? You <laughs> could, could, could do
2: it all. It changes his vision though, doesn't it? Then what?
1: So I can see it's the future. What if I cheat to win a Nigerian drum fight? <laughs> uh, right, a vignette for... Cameron Graham's uh, talking about uh, him challenging for the NXT Championship. And then there's a video of Wendy Chu having a bit of a nightmare, tossing and turning all the words of Tiffany Stratton, rack, rattling around her head. Then she has a, a dream of, of all of the stuff she's got to to, being a wacky prankster that she is. Uh, she wakes up, goes to brush her teeth, um, and says, Tiffany's stupid for thinking she's stupid, and says... Look, it's really simple. They literally just explain the Orange Cassidy gimmick here. You get under the skin, you go for the pin, and then you get the win. See you, the Bash Tiff Tiff. This is absolutely
3: pathetic. <laughs> absolutely pathetic nonsense. I suppose how this is, the verbiage was like, it was almost confusing at a certain point. I was like, "What you fucking dreaming about? <laughs> what you talking about?" And then, right, okay, it's just Orange Cassidy. Right, I think
2: I prefer Forbidden Door uh, to NXT. You had a better week. <laughs> <laughs> I, the exposition was horrendous, but I love that with Wendy Chu, they think they can do the sort of you know, like, yeah, I'm normally I'm fun and games, but I'm about to get serious mm. with Wendy Chu. As if, like, sort of, like, she should have a pair of sunglasses on that she takes off and she looks down the lens, still wearing a onesie and fuzzy slippers. Like, hey, I'm getting serious. You had a title match, you probably should have got more serious <laughs> for that. You, is this like trying to connect with the youth
3: because women like a nap, don't they? <laughs> 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 my, <laughs> my. You, they do.
2: <laughs> you see on Twitter, it's a thing. You see on Twitter, it's a thing. <laughs> uh, maybe I thought you were going to do the Orange Cassidy bit again, where like, why this character is—it's got its finger on the pulse—is because like, people just cannot be arsed anymore. Mm. Like, nobody, what is what is the motivation to be arsed? So <laughs> when you merge with women like it, I just wasn't ready. I'm Santino in that rumble. I wasn't ready. What's oh, so Adele's nap policy? Uh, um, Saturday and Sunday mornings when must be nice. <laughs> I, when like when the kids are up at seven and I've got to step
1: in. When's your naps then? Just don't. Just let's just talk about wrestling. let talk about
3: wrestling. Okay,
2: fair enough. Nikita Lyons versus so we,
3: your woman likes a nap. NXT.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Women's Champion Mandy Rose's. Yeah, you're not
2: totally wrong, actually. Yeah, i I'll test it. I'll, I'll put Wendy Chew on tonight and I'll see what she thinks. <laughs> <laughs> this resonate? I get it. Yeah, Adam, I don't watch wrestling now. Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano and Wendy Chew. <laughs> yeah. Wrestling I connect to. Uh, go to a break after
1: Rose gets hit with a series of hip tosses. Do you have a napping policy? I hate it.
2: I, I, can't, I was going to say, I'm, I was thinking about it there, and I'm not a napper because no, I, I, I feel don't awful. feel good after a nap. I hate the
3: feeling of waking up after a nap. Mm. I just find it so, like,
2: I don't know, it's like, dark. I just feel miserable. I'd compare it to the um, so the two-point two hangover, you know, one that you haven't really earned, and yeah. you get a bit rough the next day. Like, I get that off uh, a nap. I just feel horrible. I can't actually physically do it. I've got a real inclination to do it. I'll get
3: up early, and I'll go to bed pretty early, frankly, but then like I'm out like a light. Yeah. Like, apparently there's some work going on the metro line near our house, and mm. Francis was like, I just couldn't get any sleep
2: last night. And I just said, all right. <laughs> I, 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 I did, it's fine. That's a, that's like post kids as well, like giving the opportunity to sleep. I I could sleep standing up at this point. I'm I like c- I couldn't. Just given a few hours now, that's me. I hate naps.
1: Like when we do stream, I love doing the streams, but my policy is just stay up as late as possible the night before and then just effectively just push your sleep pattern.
2: Getting to like 7 or 8 o'clock in the morning after a pay-per-view, I'm 26, 27 hours deep <laughs> yeah. by that point. It's just easier that way. <laughs> Uh, anyway, the uh, Mandy Rose and Nikita Lyons.
1: Um, she, Rose targets the leg to cut her off. Um, Lyons fires back up, uh, plunge off the ropes, but Rose follows up. Uh, sorry, that's from Rose. Actually, hits the plunge. She hits a missile drop kick, but Lyons fires up for a second time. There's loads of spin kicks, and just as it's getting interesting, in comes uh, Gigi Jolene and JC Jane for the DQ. They jump Lyons, they beat her up. So technically, Nikita Lyons has just beaten the NXT Women's Champion. Um, She gets beaten down, and then who should make the save but Corey Jaden, Roxanne Perez, and uh, Toxic Traction, leg it.
2: Crap finish, usual thing with NXT, where they obviously put people together temporarily in order to facilitate matches, to fill the TV time in between the title matches. I didn't think this match was that bad, quite honestly. I was a little bit disappointed that they didn't just commit to a finish either way. It was non-title. So you could add Mandy Rose... Like have Nikita Lyons run Mandy Rose close but lose or have Nikita Lyons pull off the surprise victory because Mandy Rose had challenged her that night and wasn't terribly prepared. There was a lot of ways you could have spun this and actually delivered a finish and I was a bit disappointed they didn't because I thought the work here was quite good in places. Mandy Rose is so far away from the veteran presence they want her to be in these NXT women's title matches. But she does have um, moments in her. She has good matches in her. We've seen them here and there. And I thought this was one of them. I didn't feel like she was particularly elevating Nikita Lyons. I don't feel like they're on drastically different levels. I just thought the work was pretty solid, and compared to a couple of matches on this episode, I didn't feel like it was aggressively long or I would say it's well didn't, particularly either. Didn't Duke Bloody Hudson just get a title
1: shot off a DQ win recently as well? So they're just doing that again.
3: Maybe I. Yeah, probably. I, I generally thought this match was really quite good, given yeah. the level of, of, of level of experience on the part of Nikita Lyons. Just feel like the two competitors mm. and not gimmicks because there's actual moments in this match where i've found myself getting drawn into the fact that these two wrestlers are actually seemingly having a goddamn fight a bit okay. and the wrestling version of a fight it's not rings
2: that is uh, like that's an akita lions thing as well she like rarely does it feel cooperative rehearsed yeah move sharing like she's got that actual i don't know that like competitive fire that a wrestler is supposed to have before it's trained out of them to look yeah. at cameras instead. Like, it's just that uh, there's something about her that she's got.
1: Great to see uh, Nikita Lyons back in the ring, though. Uh, and then we got a vignette for JD McDonough. Uh, he's a mild-mannered guy, um, unless his in-ring IQ is challenged. And then he's going to bring the necessary evil back to NXT, to bring the balance back to NXT. He didn't wink wearing sunglasses, at least this week.
2: Is anything about Jordan Devlin necessary? None of it. Some, a of it some of it does appear pretty evil.
1: Main event time is Bron Breaker face to face with Cameron Having Making good time on this one, lads. Yeah, <laughs> uh, who is <laughs> who is challenging? Of course, next week at the Great American Bash for the world title. Wade Barrett goes to host, and then Bron Breaker, Paul Wade, just goes, "Yeah, we got it. Piss off. We just we just want to have a chat." Uh, so Bron says, uh, "It's uh, he's had the honour of defending the title against a lot of great stars. Uh, Grimes is different. Grimes has got a lot to gain but nothing to lose." Fired up, Cameron Grimes here. He says, look, it may seem like I've got nothing to lose. You're just the same as me. Look, if you lose, you can just go to Raw or go to SmackDown. You might even be a bloody SummerSlam. I've gone all in. I've put my chips on this match. Uh, I don't have a backup plan. If I don't win, that's the end for me. Um, And speaking of backup plans, this was your backup plan, wasn't it, Braun? You don't want to be a wrestler. You want to play football. But the Ravens were like, red iron. We rejected him. With a pigskin. Home run. And you called Pop-Up and said, I want to be a wrestler, daddy. Uh, that's why he's here. <laughs> I love how two dimes has gone, but the voice must stay. Yeah. T- uh, to someone who... <laughs> Stax didn't him. say it on this show, so he's going to get in somehow. It's right, boss. <laughs> uh, Ron says... my oh, uncle Scrat. I liked Bron saying, Ooh, didn't expect that from you? Like You know, like t- dis- when you're... We're all, that strikes me as, not exactly the cool, rebellious kids in school... So when you got caught doing something wrong and they go oh, <laughs> I didn't expect this from you Michael oh. <laughs> oh it's coming to the core it's felt like what Bron was, doing? What Bron was doing? I didn't expect this from you Cameron I've been sticking up for you in that staff room <laughs> um, and he said you know what happened the last time someone brought my father
2: into things I was like yeah you nearly lost your title <laughs> he's just like it's three months ago like you should be solved. still experiencing some sort of trauma brought my father into things you mean put him in a cage yeah, yeah <laughs>
1: then Bron overstepped the mark he mocked Cameron Grimes's to the moon catch race. who does that Honestly, I ask you. Uh, But when you do go to the moon, he says, you're not going to like what's there because I'm going to spare you in half. What? (laughs) That's so stupid.
3: (laughs) They have, honestly, credited professional writers (laughs) writing the show, and they come out with absolute (laughs) f***ing like that. You know what, right? Between uh, graduating university and... uh, I spent literally a good... Four years thinking, uh, I can't really be bothered to write, i that good to do it, and all the rest of it. Like, what I should just watch, raw 10 minutes and thought, yeah, I'm gonna start doing it. Anyone can do <laughs> this, yeah. Like, these people to get the jobs in WWE have to have like a credit or a certain amount of years worth of experience, otherwise, they'll just dismiss it out of your CV out of mm-hmm. hand. I try to do like um, writing jobs, but like, said, didn't have the idea when I was young to stay with my parents for like a year and do any kind of like, um, what are called? Not internships. apprenticeship. No, not apprenticeship, like, work. apprenticeship yeah, like, Apprenticeships, placement, apprenticeship. that sort of stuff. So I should have done, because they, they give you a note, and I should have realised, right, okay, well, I can't live away in, on that salary. Let's never bother doing it. These people must have credits and years of experience in something writing-related before getting to NXT Raw SmackDown. And they are saying, yeah, yeah, you might go to the moon, but when you get there, you're not going to like it because I'm going to speak you in half, Right. How can that not be made literal in your mind? So Cameron Grimes building the rocket, right? uh, (laughs)
1: Yeah, I'm picturing it.
3: And it's Wallace and Gromit,
1: but it's it's Cameron Grimes. Yeah, and
3: he's just got his rocket ship, and he's like, oh Christ. Finally made it to the moon. Oh god, there's Bron Breaker in a helmet, <laughs> uh, and he's gonna spear me. But he has to jump up like ten feet and kind of float into me because he goes no, through the there's cave no and he's off.
2: There's no gravity, so camera gravity just keeps going up. get And they're just kind of like grappling like in the air. Three hundred people back at NASA watching on screens. What's going on? This is we didn't plan for this. <laughs> in like, it, like,
3: I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's basically. So it's funny because when you think you've reached the pinnacle, I'm there and I'm gonna spear in half, right? But. You're not going to like what you see on the moon. (laughs) It's it's impossible not to make this literal. Yeah,
2: exactly. Because
3: the wordplay is so
2: piss poor. I'm trying to think of anything moon related that was better there. Like, I'm already on the moon and I've already planted my flag. Yeah. I'm the NXT world champion. There you go. Like, I was just literally, literally thinking about that just there you're not
1: going to like what you see up there it's like,
2: right, I'm,
3: I'm, see, I'm, gonna, I'm looking at Bron Breaker on the moon that's all, what I'm looking at
1: now also all, looking down at earth. all I've heard anyone say who's been to the moon is the view is the most incredible thing you've ever seen how many people <laughs> do you know who've it's been to the per, moon not personally but like when they talk about it and they say you, you got look got back and see the earth you've yeah, Co- Co- a moonwalkers have I just missed like moon holidays Sally went to the moon like No, when they say when they look back from the moon the earth is the most incredible so I he's going to be like, it's rubbish.
2: This that, that did sound a bit like you were doing a Michael Cole. So I was talking to Neil Armstrong earlier on, <laughs> and, and he told me the food from the moon's nice. Uh
1: anyway, uh Grimes says, Look, despite we've ever you faced before, I'll get I always get back up. Um, and uh fires back and says, I'm gonna beat you up. And why don't you ask your mate Ted DiBiase what you should do next? This is
3: a bit like <laughs> Good idea, big man, but I don't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you can keep getting. Uh, you might be able to get back up and up and up and up. Yeah, but I'm just gonna keep on knocking you down. So, well, how long's this f- match gonna be? Yeah, you like, might seriously, how long is it gonna go <laughs> if you keep getting up and up and up and you keep knocking them. back no, no, no. Knowing the way they've booked Bron Breaker,
1: far too long.
2: Yeah, you might also be able to facilitate travel to the moon, but I will <laughs> get back there first.
1: It's really simple. You should have had Bron Breaker say. Well, I mean, you might be going to them, I mean, but when you get there, I'm going to spear you in off. And Grimes should have said, well, first of all, you're a bitch. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, Grimes says that Bron doesn't have heart. Uh, it's genetics. Neither did your dad. Uh, Bron goes to grapple with him and trust. Uh, Rick Steiner was a multiple-time former world tag team champion,
3: okay? He's, he's a world champion.
1: What? What was that? over there, wasn't it? but also I
2: especially know also... And it. here, yeah, because he <laughs> won it twice yeah. in well, the, mean, the heart and the blood that pumps into that heart isn't to do with genetics as well. Or the rest of your organs. <laughs> what do you get it from? It's, it's not absolute, pig's heart. It's, it's it's Absolutely. It's Absolutely. Yeah, I'm
1: wh- working out what the moon's going to be like. <laughs> <laughs> don't put too much pressure on these writers. They've only had a week to come up with this. You're <laughs> Not going to like what you see up there. It's <laughs> of the moon, bitch. Could someone, do, <laughs> could someone do that? You know that meme where it's like, wait a second, it's flat or whatever it yeah. always is, but that with Cameron Grimes <laughs> and brawn breaker... You know, oh, my not, God. Is that what
2: he's saying? Yeah, it's flat. I was going to say, that's who's not going to like what he sees on the moon. Is AJ Styles. <laughs> what the hell is that ball?
1: <laughs> why have I got a fish out in my eye? My fish. <laughs> All right, there we go. There's the notes for today. Big, uh, big American bash. Uh, great American bash details.
2: AJ Styles is a fish. <laughs> the great American fish. <laughs> I'm a fish out of water.
1: <laughs> Looks at the sea, but why's is it blue? <laughs> wow. Uh, anyway, big fight breaks out. Bron charges at Grimes in the corner, but Grimes moves out of the way, and Bron just breaks the entire ring, basically. Love this. Why do they make themselves too inept to make it look like they can construct a wrestling ring? Yeah. <laughs> All that talk was that one got quite move. often. You've had the Creed's knocking about earlier, yeah. and that was fine. Anyway, uh, the uh, medics say that he might have dislocated his shoulder, and Grimes says... This is again with a Braun Breaker feud. Remember when uh, Ziggler was like, "You'll beat me ninety-nine times out of hundred, but one time I might win." Grimes, I love him, but he says you'd win if you were one hundred percent, but you're not. Yeah, which like it's a bit of a cell phone, but I get it. Okay, I don't, he says, "Maybe I can't beat you one hundred percent, but you're not one hundred percent now." And he tells the officials to make sure he's o- uh, he's okay and to make sure he's there for next week. He's going to the moon. This won me around purely because, as I said to you this morning, Hamlet.
2: So you're telling me there's a chance? No, I'm not. Well, he just said there was. <laughs> it's, I this was cliched, corny rubbish. Um, Brombrick is winning. They've not done a good job of one of the better matches they probably could have, like had for one of these TV specials. Maybe even for one of the summer takeover specials. They're all the same, I guess. It was just one of the bigger matches they had. In NXT, I think, was Cameron Grimes fighting for the title against Bron Breaker. Somebody uh, that could bring him along. Failing upwards, of course. Yeah. And NXT. I kind of think they've broken it. They've tried to, that him running at the ring thing is them being like, well, we don't want to commit fully to Cameron Grimes turning heel because we probably want him to shake hands at the end. We just want him to be a bit villainous on the way. Like, your guy. What the f- does he do after this? He wins He's, the title. No. I, think, I think he might win the title now.
1: I think they've given Bron Breaker an out. They might even get Malik Blade and Idris and involved in all this. Now Cameron Grimes oh, is guess, like pally yeah. with them. There's a chance. I will believe going into next week, hope more than expectation, but there's a chance. If they'd have just had a stare down and they gone, well, there's no chance Cameron's winning this. This is piss poor.
3: Piss poor. The writing was laughable. It just made, like, terrible writing makes you think about funny things. Um, and this, they can't build a bloody ring stupid just do a ring post or something if you must do it this way Cameron Grimes said I'm a bit of a loser but I've got a chance now that's good mm. like they're trying to make him situational
1: heel but in doing so they've just made him look like a geek it's absolutely this program is rubbish got some memes out of it though so it's not all bad news Yep. let us know your thoughts uh, on uh, NXT 2.0 on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE well actually you can follow all three of us you can follow Michael Hamflit at Michael Hamflit follow Michael Sidgwick at M. Sidgwick follow me at Adam Wilborn follow us all at what WWE. and as I said earlier on make sure you send us your jizz based rom-com rewordings rom-coms Rom coms, thank you indeed. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Myself and the Daddy Boys uh, back later on today to look ahead to AW Dynamite Blood and Guts.
2: The Wanking Singer.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the Wedding Wanker. Right, <laughs> uh, thanks to the Daddy Boys. This has been the NXT Deeper oh! review. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon.